Welcome to the Play It By Ear podcast. The podcast where the topics may vary because, hey, we play it by ear. And now your hosts, Eric Fiskus, Brady Liming, and Todd Griffin. Welcome to episode 87 of the Play By Your Podcast. Who day? Who day? Bingles so are repelling, mean and angry. Mean and hungry, an offensive boot. From Passover boot. Is it mean and angry or mean and hungry? Mean or is it hangry? Angry and hungry. Oh, it does both? <laughs> yes. Gotcha. And defensively, they're rough. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, nine people in the room. Got people chiming in. Maxwell, hello. Spot knocked over my microphone. Boom, hey, boom. Nice. Shake, shake. Room. Hello. Hello, everybody. Kirsten. Kirsten. Is that like boys to men? Todd or John to sing, your light is changing. Changing my light. That's awful. Brighten my your, eyes. Or is your liver going out? <laughs> Probably a little bit of both. Ooh. <laughs> Welcome, Tanya. Been a while. Been a while. Tanya. <clears throat> Savannah. Maxwell. <laughs> Maxwell. Pinkerton. <laughs> Shaman. The old man. <laughs> uh, NBA Jam reference. All right. Website right above our heads. We'll be talking about that as we go along. Oh. Oh, uh, I think I get it right after all this time. Nope. Nope. Your fingers in the wrong place. <laughs> and on that note, Allison. 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 All right. Uh, if you have not been here before, we talk 20 ish minutes on a topic. Each of us bring a topic to the table. And uh, more on the ish than the 20. Uh, I know we have one part two of a topic uh, tonight that Todd will have in the middle segment. I will have our game of the night in the final segment. And uh, Brady will start us off. Yes, I shall. All right. Speaking of Bengals games, um, this is something brought to my mind um it was when the entire officiating crew could not decide what was on the ground and what wasn't i think i invented a few phrases and insults and oaths that was directed at the officials and it got me to thinking what are some old-fashioned insults that we need to dust off and bring back now we have dallied into this topic before um, where like old phrases and things come back, but this is very Pacific. This is um, <laughs> one of those things like irregardless or Valentine's Day. It's very Pacific. Um, but anyway, these are Pischetti. insults. Paschetti, very nice. Um, but these are just a bunch. Actually, a list of twenty-one old-fashioned insults. 
that need to be brought back. Are you ready for some linguistic hilarity? Absolutely. Let's brighten everybody's day. And now keep in mind, we are not responsible. Our listeners need to be responsible. So I don't want to hear of any of you guys getting thrown out of high school basketball games or, you know, Kroger pickup lines for insulting people. So these are just for enjoyment only. That's our disclaimer. So ready, gentlemen? Earbuds the very... are among the pillars of society, so they would never yes. be thrown out of anywhere. <laughs> um, this one comes. Uh, th- this was actually from a, uh, a a collection, the 1811 Dictionary of the Vulgar Tongue. By f- <laughs> no kidding, by Francis Gross. But um, this insult is a Dilberry maker. A Dilberry maker? A Dilberry maker. Not the Dilberry, but the Dilberry maker. I was going to say, I've heard of a Dilberry. I've heard of people being called a Dilberry. I'd like to um, shake your Dilberry maker. <laughs> I don't think you wanted that um, specific. But anyway, it says that the Dilberry maker is code for a person's bottle. They're anus. <laughs> and it's a classier way of calling somebody an anus. So they are the maker of Dilberries. They are a Dilberry maker. Interesting. Uh, so uh, this was 18 what? 1811. Right before the British burned down the White House. So we're, this is pre-1812. Nice. <laughs> Di- I can only imagine what Dilberry refers to. I, I'm, I'm assuming I'm what? correct. I'm, well, assuming I'm correct on what I'm... <laughs> Thank yes, uh, the, I don't. That Go that ahead. insult goes along better if you just put up a, an imaginary name with it, like Bill Baker, the Dilberry Dilberry Maker. You know, just just anything that rhymes with it. Just to... yeah, yeah. That is, it, it, it's kind of funny. Like I said, that one though, you know, it's not too cloaked. You kind of know what it's talking about. We know enough about our language today that you know it, it kind of. So if if you're at a basketball game and you see somebody fake an injury, you can just stand up and yell, "Faker, faker, Dilberry maker." <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, 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 and nobody would be any the wiser, I'm sure, at least for a few minutes, unless there are our listeners, and somebody will get a stern talking to. All right, you could call someone the vice admiral of the narrow seas. Vice Admiral of the Narrow Seas. You're not even the Admiral. You're the Vice Admiral of the Narrow Seas. That's an insult to someone's intelligence, right? Absolutely. Um, It's dissing someone. It it says basically if if somebody um, has consumed too much alcohol and they uh, start making a jerk of themselves or if they're just blathering on and you can tell they don't know what they're talking about, they're the Vice Admiral. Of the narrow seas. I can see that. It's a very classy dressing down. It is, yes. So, uh, do, do you have a like a range in eras of when that was used? Um, this one doesn't give. It's not as specific as the 1811 version of the vulgar tongue. But um, oh wait a minute, Jonathan Green's. Green's Dictionary of Slang, but I it doesn't it, that says where it, it's noted in that, but I do not know the age on it. 
There's your homework. Well, let me look that up whilst you go on. Okay, you could call somebody an abidoc. Okay, let me make sure I have this right. Abidocimist, an abidocimist, A B Y D O C O M I S T, abidocimist. That is actually a real term. Dictionary of the Synonymous Words and Technical Terms of the English Language by James Leslie. This is a person who boasts about their lies. I have the biggest house, the biggest bank account, and I'm a genius. That would make me an abidocimist. So, uh, by the way, uh, Green's Dictionary of Slang is a website. Oh, that's cool. W- word of the week? Donkey lick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that doesn't leave much to the imagination. Uh, circa late 19th century through the 1940s. And that means to defeat easily. Thus, donkey licker, a hard puncher. Donkey licking, a severe beating. So you, you took a donkey licking. <laughs> So does that mean that you're tough if you took if you took said donkey licking or does that mean you were a weak you were weak and you took the donkey licking or is that the verb of what you're putting down on somebody yeah, it's like the Bengals are going to give a donkey licking to the Chiefs Sunday There you go that it's it's just the description of said beating down Okay This seems weird when I mean donkeys are known to kick why you would talk about them licking you would think a donkey kicking would make sense but a, a donkey, donkey licking. licking just sounds uncomfortable and unpleasant. It does. So, but if you call somebody a donkey licker, <laughs> that's a. In that case, would you be giving them a compliment? If, oh, if you see what I'm saying? Yeah. I, 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 flipped, I flipped the script on you there. So if if getting donkey licked means you got your butt kicked, then the donkey licker would be the butt kicker. <laughs> donkey licker butt kicker. That sounds like the beginning of a rap song. <laughs> Donkey Lincoln butt kicking champion crew. <laughs> yes. Um, I wonder why the donkey, like, why not a horse or a camel, you know? They have gritty tongues also, I guess. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I, it's like the old uh, commercial. What What was the, the watch took a licking, kept on ticking. Timex. 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 Yes. Yeah. So I don't think it's referring to the donkey's tongue. I think it's just referring to the donkey yeah, like, giving like, out a beating. Yeah, like I, I've heard that before. Like we got this licked. Like, you know, like, you, yeah. like you're going you're gonna to yeah. conquer it. But So I still think that a donkey licker would be an, a, a compliment. If you call somebody a donkey licker, you're complimenting them. So you, <laughs> everybody listening should go out tomorrow. <laughs> and the first person I you challenge. see, call them a donkey licker. If, if I challenge not, the person. If, if they're not listening to this show, do you think they would take it as a compliment? So I'm walking through well, CVG and I see Brock Lesnar. Dude, yes. you're a donkey licker. I don't want to take my chances on. Well, that. you have to be willing to you have to be able to then follow it up quickly with the explanation and the definition and to as part of it, you got to uh, you have to educate them on the fact that a donkey licker is a good thing. It's an they ripped out your windpipe. That's right. Yeah. So say if you don't do it quick enough, you shall receive said donkey lick. <laughs> yes. And that person, that team or that person that was on the receiving end of that donkey licking, 
You can insult them by calling them cow-handed. Cow-handed. Okay. Cow-handed. Um, this one is a thinker. Since bovines are cloven-hoofed, they obviously don't have hands. Referring to someone as cow-handed means they're awkward as a cow trying to grasp something. So it's like asking a cow to handle a pair of scissors. It's cow-handed. So after somebody's dropped two plates of food at the buffet and tripped over, you know, their seat or whatever, they're they're, they're being cow-handed. And again, there are lots of other creatures we could pick, but we went with cow. Yes. And an okapi-handed person. (laughs) I might be a little bit too obscure. But anyway, let's go on to the next one. That comes from Green's Dictionary also. I I can tell you what I'm going to be doing when we're done and when I'm settling down for the night. I am going to be visiting Green's Dictionary of Slang. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Gary has a comment here. I guess he has the uh, captions on on our video, and it says donkey liquor as in alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. After consuming some donkey liquor, he became a donkey liquor. That, that, that is what you call homophones. Um, this one's fun. <laughs> what? Mr. Brewer has had the heifer hand before. <laughs> nice alliteration. <laughs> yes. So, so does that make it gender specific? So you... Eric Fiscus are cow-handed. Your wife is being heifer-handed tonight. <laughs> I, oh, I well, and then, and then, well. and then uh, your child would be a calf-handed. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh. See? What a well-rounded uh, conversation this is. Yes. The, Hitting the, the, all I, of the... Yeah. You'd think we were go. farmers if you didn't listen any closer. <laughs> well, I could tell you this. We certainly don't sound like embossed carbuncles. This one made me laugh out loud and gross me out. If you call someone an embossed carbuncle, that's taking it up a notch. You just know that William Shakespeare would have to make an appearance when talking about old-fashioned insults. In King Lear, the full quote is, Thou art a boil, a plague sore, an embossed carbuncle ye. And it's corrupted, but it's a sick burn. Basically, you're calling somebody a pus-filled... Skin cyst boil. Thank you. A boil. So which is worse, a cyst or a boil? A boil just sounds nasty. Boil. 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 You can really emphasize it and give it some stink. Boil. You can boil. Boil. Cyst. Boil. Roll your lips. Lance. Boil. Dictionary.com defines a carbuncle as a painful inflammation of the subcutaneous tissue. It's like, man, they've been a carbuncle on my use for years. Are you sure carbuncles weren't those little crispy things in your uh, in your in your long john silvers? <laughs> I hope not. I have heard of cowpox, so I wonder if a carbuncle is deep fried cowpox. <laughs> that, that that hit grossly. Uh, um, Howard is Howard is with us. Hello, Howard. Hey, Howard. Howard. Uh, Josh. Hey, Josh. Claims that uh, Mr. Brewer would be bull-handed, not heifer-handed. Yes. Oh, we forgot the bull. We... Yeah, well. 
Uh, well, I guess it depends. Could be a bull, could be a steer, depending. Uh, Howard, sister, usually interior boils usually come to the surface. Aha. No there we go. Thank you, Howard. Leave it to the EMT and the medical med tech people to help us out here. There you go. Um, you can insult somebody by saying, okay, Sherlock Holmes was has been quoted saying this. This goes back to the era of Sir um, Arthur Conan Doyle, not Boyle. But um, if you say tell someone that they're living in Cumber World, Cumber World, it's fantasy land. So it is basically, you're just like, oh, you're dreaming, or I'll oh, get your head out of clouds, or you're in Cumber World. Sounds so polished and refined. So, you are a citizen of Cumber World. Yes. So then I'm assuming the, the word cumber, the root word there, I mean, cumbersome. Cumbersome, yeah. That's exactly where it comes from. Yeah. But that, I don't cumber think world. that is meaning fantasy. Cumbersome means something is hard to deal with. Okay. Actually, well, I should have went farther. It can also mean monotonous. So I could see like maybe you lulled, lulled off into like a fantasy from being bored. Bored. If I would have continued on, but then I, we would have never had this cool conversation. I, I cut it off because it says in Merriam-Webster's Collegiate Dictionary, to say that you live in Cumberworld, it literally means that you're useless and a cumbersome interruption in the world. Hmm. That's pretty insulting. Uh, that's very insulting. <laughs> so then explain to me Cumberbun. Well... It's an unnecessary interruption to your buns when that thing is wrapped around your waist. <laughs> Those things were really uncomfortable. I, I, I was going to say, I, how? I wonder what age people are right now who know have no idea what a cummerbund is. Like, I wonder if, because I mean, obviously, we still had them when we were in high school and our we're renting tuxedos. Although I did go, did a cum did a cummerbund well, get replaced yeah. by a vest? Pretty much. I think so, but it's not cumberbund. It's oh, it's not cummerbund. Oh, cummer. I thought it was cumberbund. Okay. Yeah. I never knew that. But then again, I never wore one. So, because I, I, I was getting ready to say before my age, they were starting to phase out or my, my, my high school years. Both of it's, my proms, uh, I got vests instead of, I guess, cummerbunds. Um, well, okay. If some of our younger listeners do not know what a cummerbund is, it is a broad waist sash in various designs, including pleats, that was worn with double-breasted tailcoats, now often worn with single-breasted dinner jackets. Maybe that's why I never got one, because I couldn't pronounce it correctly, so I was embarrassed. Vest yeah. is much easier to say. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's cyclical, just like mullets are back. Um, I, I'm waiting for the unironic, poofy, um, you know... Poofy tux shirts, you know, the frilly ones, like from the 70s, like in the Dust in the Wind video that the guy is wearing. Yes, there yeah. is a cummerbund. Yes. Well, that just screams out 80s awesomeness. Now, indeed. why couldn't you wear a vest and a cummerbund? Because uh, the vest, the, I mean, it wouldn't cover the entire cummerbund. Depending on how high you're riding your cummerbund. <laughs> Got a low rider. 
Low ride. But, but no, for real, like I always thought, you know, course days thought it was very sharp, but even in its sharpness, I thought that they were very uncomfortable. They just hitched in the wrong. Too tight. You had it too tight. Too yeah, tight. Felt like it was wearing a championship belt. <laughs> but all right, let's go on to um. This one isn't too hard to figure out. You might work with a few of these. I, I'm I'm waiting to see how many of my coworkers are listening to this. I'll find out. But you might work with a Grumbletonian. <laughs> Grumbletonian. So they are a citizen of Grumbleton. They are a Grumbletonian. <laughs> um, someone who complains, especially when it comes to political topics or just, you know, news of the day. They are a Grumbletonian. That one's fun. From Grumbleville. Um, think of Oscar the Grouch was a Grumbletonian. <laughs> All right. I get this. I got to slow this one down. It looks difficult to say, and I got to make sure I don't mess up. An ultra crepidarian. Ultra crepidarian. Ultra crepidarian. Okay. It is what when is one offers their opinions above their base of knowledge. So if I start lecturing a doctor about, um, you know, surgical techniques, I have become an ultra crepidarian. I'm talking out of my pay grade. Or you're talking out of something else. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You're talking, well, you're talking out of your, what was that called? Oh, <laughs> your, uh, your, oh daggone. What was number one again? Oh, D Dilberry. Uh, yeah, you're, you're, you're talking out of your Dilberry maker. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wait, that's Quit uh, talking out of your dillberry maker, you grumbletarian. <laughs> you must be living in. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to start to see this piles on. Okay. Um, <laughs> this one made me laugh out loud too. Um, I was one of these yesterday. Man, they're a duke of limbs. The Duke of Limbs is someone who is awkward and clumsy. I was walking my dog yesterday, and unbeknownst to me, there is black ice on the road. And I look up, and I see the dog slip first. And I'm like, why is the dog fuck? And I didn't even complete the thought. And I totally went airborne and did a barrel roll in midair and <laughs> crashed down on the pavement. I became the Duke of Limbs. Sing it with me, Eric. Duke, 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 Duke of, of Limbs. limbs, limbs. <laughs> oh, man. My sunglasses handy for that little uh, ditty. <laughs> <laughs> that old chestnut. That, that old. Uh, I, you know, I've not referenced the uh, Duke of Earl song in a long time. That just kind of hit my funny bone. I mean, I had to make me a Spotify 50s playlist for when I'm feeling frisky. Like one day, do a deep dive. Um, do you know someone who thinks they are God's gift to the world? Merriam-Webster has uncovered this antiquated gem, but someone who is preoccupied with their appearance and considered foolish for doing so is a prickly dainty. A what? Not pygmy dainty. Prick, 
prick me or prig me? Prick. Prick me prick. dainty. Prick me dainty. So. Arr, arr prick me dainty. <laughs> arr, arr, it's driving me nuts. So when the missus is taking too long getting ready, Randy the Cane Toad is going to offer his advice here. But when when the missus is taking too long getting ready and is making you behind, you could say, stop being a prick me dainty. You'll probably get half of that back. <laughs> but um, anyway, I I just that that's and Eric, I agree. That sounds like something a pirate would say. Or um, Randy the the cane toad. Yeah. When the Randy the Michael taking too long. <laughs> Randy the Michael cane toad. <laughs> Rubric. <laughs> there's a uh dirty run scoundrels reverence <laughs> you know about that movie every time he just dips his hand in that big old vat of dippity do and slathers it on his head gary <laughs> 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 says he doesn't think he can share the captions displayed for that one <laughs> I, I'm just, the prick me dainty. I, I have never watched or, or listen or I've never watched our show with captions on. <laughs> I'll add it to the next time. You no, know, all I can think of is Lita Ford. Wasn't that an obscure Lita Ford song? <laughs> Freak me once. <laughs> Come on, pretty baby. Um, anyway, for our 80s music fans, we'll just have to figure that one out on your own. Okay, uh, this one's pretty simple, but man, it is a classic way to say in that um that someone does not look good looks like they've had a rough night or maybe they're not put together that well that day thou dost infect my eyes <laughs> how does this look on me thou dost infect my eyes that would not go well so well, that's pretty saying simple. that without the hands over the eyes would you think they would get it thou dost <laughs> infect my eyes and, and you know I think you have to say that you can't do it the, this way. It has to be flipped this way in Germanic stage fashion. Like, eh, that yeah. just infect my eyes. Um, okay, you could call somebody if they. You could say that they're out at the elbows. If you are out at the elbows, according to the eighteen eleven dictionary of vulgar tongue. You can really burn someone by pointing out there in dire circumstances. We have no clue what elbows have to do with it, but if someone told you you were out at the elbows, that was some serious fighting words. What does it mean? It says that if they are in dire circumstances, so if hmm. um, they are down to their last dollar and they've, you know, frittered it away, it's like it looks like you're down at the elbows, which sounds way nicer than I, I was expecting something else. I was yeah. expecting a clumsy reference when I read this. Yeah, yeah, that's not really an insult. Um, it's an observation. Yeah, yeah, less of an insult, more of a well, man. Might even all be I'm going to say is that a, it might even be a, a showing of concern. Yeah, man, you look down at the elbows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sounds way too kind. Evidently, what counted as vulgar in 1811 was way nicer than today. Well, of course, the biggest insult back then, or the biggest get out of my face, was, Good day, sir. Good day. <laughs> but I, I said good day. 
<laughs> you had to repeat it. It wasn't really it wasn't really an insult until you had to repeat it because they didn't react quick quick enough for you. They didn't move yeah. away quick enough. <laughs> you had to cut them off mid sentence. Yeah, exactly. Good day. Try it, Eric. Try it with me. Well, let's act it out, Eric. All right. Yeah. Are you talking? Oh, you you do the good day. So yeah. Good day, sir. But I wanted to ask you, you about is good day. <laughs> And scene. There we go. Um, you get it all on the podcast here. You get a little acting. Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> oh, man. Um, you could call someone a flibbered gibbet. The next time someone is talking nonsense, you could say, oh, that's flibbered gibbet. I've heard that before. It's in Merriam-Webster also. Um, this lady really knows her words, that Merriam-Webster. Um, but it also sounds like it could be a synonym for bovine excrement. <laughs> but, all right. Th th this one sounds pretty self-explanatory, too. If someone is a fool, not just your run-in-the-mill fool, but a major fool, they are a fop doodle. Now that one we've had we've 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 had before. That was on the one. Uh, uh, what is that? Oh, hang on a minute. That is a. What'd you say it was? A person who's a fool. Doodle. No, but if it's a person who's being foolish, is that what you said? Yes, a major yeah. fool. A major fool. I know that one sounds familiar. Not your run of the mill fool. Yeah, but a major fool. <laughs> a major fool. Or it's a cross between a fop and a poodle. <laughs> but, but these days, okay. Um. I really liked a, this one. A golden fop doodle. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry. That'd be a particularly foolish dog. Um, this term is a sly way to call someone fake. Apparently, it comes from a person being nice to you with the sole intent of back in the day gaining access to your food supply. You would call them a cupboard lover. So if they were being sweet and nice just to eat your rations, they were being that covered lover. That that seems kind of strange. Like that's that's somebody that really couldn't think of anything worse to say. Like you you take whatever they were taking. So they were taking stuff out of your cupboard, so they are a cupboard lover. That's like well, ooh. Well <laughs> like if they steal your if they steal your clothes, they are a you know Closet lover. Closet lover. lover or, yeah, or they steal your... Well, but you got to think of the time period, man. If this was back to the time of famine, oh, when yeah. poor but was I'm... actually poor, a cupboard lover, that's a pretty But But that even proves being. my point a little more, because I would think during that time you'd want to call them every name in the book, but all you'd come up with is, you cupboard lover! Just sounds a little bit, uh, a little lame. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, I, mean, I don't know. I, I agree. Yeah. It made me chuckle, though. It also sounds I, like... Somebody... I hate a thief. If you steal something from me, I'm calling you worse than a yeah. cupboard lover. Yep, N nothing worse. <laughs> Liars and thieves. Nothing well, now worse. it's not saying that a share they're song? stealing from you. It says you're being fake with the intention of defrauding them through faux friendship to get oh. into their cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a euphemism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Baron trying to get oh, Widow Smith, I'd like to get into her cupboard. <laughs> but um 
Uh, All right. Uh, um, uh, Howard says, oh. uh, and I, I think this is where I heard this, uh, said the phrase, phrase Fliberty Gibbert is in Mary Poppins in one of the songs. Um, also, he says, time of famine, that's a trip to Kroger after 5 p.m. on Friday, <laughs> or uh, six hours before a snowstorm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My, my, my wife decided we needed groceries on the day of the first Bengals playoff game with a snowstorm arriving the next day. So is there any worse time to go to Kroger? The only thing left was was loot fisk and um, <laughs> Hot Carl. That's the only thing left on the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. If someone is being offensive, unruly, stuck up, and just boorish, they are rumbumptious. Rumbumptious. Um, this nifty insult that also comes from the 1811 dictionary of the vulgar tongue. Um, and I think the key word there is the first syllable. Rum. When someone has consumed too much rum, they become rumbumptious. That would be my guess. So if they drink too much beer, would they be beer bumptious? <laughs> yeah, gin bumptious. <laughs> All right. Um, now, let's see, how am I doing on time here? We're getting kind of close. Um, one that I like that I, I've only seen in some very stiff, like, you know, BBC reenactments of, like, Wuthering Heights and things like that. But, like... When you call someone a cur, but not only cur, a mangy cur. <laughs> you have the mange, you cur. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, but, you know, a, a cur is a mutt. It, it is of ill breeding. So when you call someone a cur, that was a really big deal in, you know, what do you call it? Uh, uh, with nobles and titles and things like that in society, if you called somebody a cur, that was doubting their breeding. Okay, well, now that's a better name. A cur. That's a better name for someone fixing to steal your food instead of a cumber, uh, uh, cupboard lover. A cur. Mangy cur. You mangy cur. So, so what do you think I think about when I hear the word cur? I don't yeah, I know. Tombstone. One of the great movie lines of all time. Wyatt Earp at the train station. And they're going to go shoot shoot, uh, shoot his brother. And he comes up behind and like, uh, spurs him in the face. Ah, uh, oh, yes. Run, you cur! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you tell him I'm coming. And hell's, hell's coming, coming with, with me. me. Yeah. <laughs> hell's coming with me. Skin that smoke wagon. <laughs> Skin it. Oh man. Um how did people not laugh not die of laughter before the actual gunfight when people said that sort of thing to each other? Skin so we're both it, we're both going to skin a couple smoke wagons here. It just depends on who skins their smoke wagon quicker. That sounds like somebody I think I have had a faster smoke wagon skinner than you are. And if I beat you if, if I'm quicker at skinning my smoke wagon than you are skinning your smoke wagon, I mean, how do they even keep straight faces? What if your smoke but, but wagon is What good is a skinned smoke wagon? 
<laughs> what, Eric? So what if your smoke wagon is circumcised? <laughs> well, then it would already be skinned. <laughs> Scunned. Skunned. It would already been skinned. <laughs> um, but what good is a skint smoke wagon? Well, why, why, like, if it's skint, is it no longer being able to be a smoke wagon? It just makes it a... I think it's a reference of taking it out of the holster. Yeah, take it out of the holster. Skin your smoke wagon. Your, your, the gun is the smoke wagon. Skinning it is removing it from its holster. Okay. I, I, I thought it was a, I thought it was like some like food truck or something where it was a smoke wagon where people <laughs> no, were selling hams and sausages. He says, it, he says it to him when, the, when he goes to draw his gun, and he says something along the lines of, go ahead and skin that smoke wagon. Like, and again, how I just uh, did people actually use that term? I mean, I'm sure they did. I'm sure it was. I just uh, thought he was hungry. No, you surely didn't think that, or you've never watched Tombstone, man. I have. I don't remember that line, but when I hear, I, like, I didn't realize that's what it was. I, yeah, I think it's the scene where he's he's in the he's casino. dealing he's dealing cards, right. and he go, the guy goes to pull the gun, and he has the the sawed off shotgun under the table, and he tells him to go ahead and skin that smoke wagon. He says something else. But <laughs> oh probably man, probably an that's... unintentionally funny line, unintentional <laughs> funny line, but. <laughs> there you go. Go ahead, skin it. Skin that smoke wagon and see what happens. <laughs> uh, did you see uh, Kyle's comment there, Eric? Oh. <laughs> He'll share for food truck. Exactly. I think skin that should be wagon. in. I think that should be in common police training that you have to say skin that smoke wagon <laughs> before you beat down that mangy cur whatever you're involved in it, yeah oh man well i think i've exhausted this topic this was fun um i, I only left out a couple because they were um one sounds too close to a word that absolutely cannot be said and the other one was a foreign language that i can't even begin to pronounce but it's along the lines of a fop doodle, but it's it's from Yiddish, and I can't pronounce it. <laughs> so, well, once right. again, see when somebody cuts you off in traffic, if you call them a dillberry maker or a fop doodle, yeah, or hopefully you don't tell have to skin a smoke wagon to get an otter way. That, I almost said smoke that skin wagon. <laughs> if you tell them to. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that's, that's that's a different movie. I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, try to rewind. Uh, <laughs> Again, oh. a different Ooh. movie. there are so many jokes there i'll text them (laughs) (laughs) incoming traffic does not stop dillberry maker exactly (laughs) that's what i will say peterson you're a dillberry maker oh man all right. Uh, websites. Now we got Visit it. Visit our website. Yes. www.playbyyourpodcast.com. Uh, you can visit that and you can uh, become a member of our podcast. 
ill prepared. It was your, your insult for being ill prepared. I didn't have the podcast website ready and ready to go. Brady, is 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 there one in your list for being ill prepared? There we go. Oh right. If you look at uh, membership support, if you click on membership support, and you will be taken to our membership page. Um. Let's see. Where, where's where's the cat? Here's the cat. You give us your money. <laughs> uh, scroll down. Buy me a coffee. The uh, link right here will take you to our crowdsourcing website, buymeacoffee.com. Become a member of our podcast. And there are Hall of Famers. Uh, Allison and uh, Savannah are in the room with us. Other Hall of Famers. Uh, Allison and Savannah. I, I did say that right. Correct. Uh, Chuck Griffin, Jessica Longacre, Rhonda Reeser, Christy Rocky, Joe Rocky, all Hall of Famers for the podcast. If you would like to join them, uh, go to our membership page and you too can become a Hall of Famer. All right, Todd, you have part right. two. Yeah. <clears throat> so everybody get out your papers, your scorecards. We are counting down. Uh, a point system here uh, as to tell us how Southern we are uh, using, uh, I guess, what would be considered Southern foods. And Delicacies. Yeah, the last one we left off with my notes say red-eye gravy. So that means the next one on the list, and again, you're giving yourself a point for each one of these that you have uh, consumed. Tomato sandwich. Tomato sandwich. Now, I was going to say, Brady, you make a face at that. Uh, I mean, on its nothing surface, with it. there's nothing wrong with that. Well, it, it doesn't – It doesn't. Do, I've heard of a lot of people eating them. I think I – have, I've had an accidental tomato sandwich, like <laughs> like a BLT and everything slips off, or you, and, you know, oh. you eat all the bacon and everything, and all you have left is, is a, a shard of tomato and the toast and, and the mayo. <laughs> they just left out the LT, or yeah, they left out the BL. <laughs> so I, I've had that. I've had it before, but it's nothing I have ever made myself. Yes, I've, yeah, I've it just sounds unremarkable. I would. I could see it. I could do it on toast more than just bread. Yeah. See, and, and I would think it would have to have some sort of condiment with it. So I, I could see a tomato sandwich with mayonnaise. Mayo. Yeah. Miracles Whip. <laughs> Miracles Whip. Yak. <laughs> Brady, you just you don't know what you're missing. The the tart goodness of Miracle's Whip. Yeah, it's just it's delicious. It's like morning mouth on a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next on our list we have turnip greens. I've never had turnip greens that I know of. No. Um, that just kind of sounds like so. Did they already and did they already eat the rest of the turnip? So they just saved the greens as a side dish. I, I'm not even I, funny. No, I, like I don't know. Is, you I, isn't chop the, them off isn't and the entire them? isn't the entire turnip green? No, turnips are red, aren't they? Yeah, red. Oh, well then. Well, pinkish. Right? Pinkish. That's right. Yeah, I, I know what a turnip radish, is now. Radishes are red or maroonish. Yeah, turnips are radishes. Radishes are red, my love. Turnips <laughs> are pink. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 
All right. Uh, uh, moving on quickly from that. I don't think any of us have had turnip greens that we know of. Not now. Uh, here's one I've never heard of. Give yourself a point if you've ever had Hoppin' John. Hoppin' John says they something you would get after eating too much turnip greens. <laughs> <laughs> Got to... Got a case of the Hoppin' John tonight. <laughs> he was Hoppin' John's all the way down the interstate, <laughs> and all the way down Interstate 75. Eric, can you look that up for us? What a Hoppin' John is? Hop, hoppin'. Be careful, sir. Hoppin', like As in like hopping without the G, and with the uh, apostrophe over the N. Okay. So H O P P I N. Yeah. And then John, like the name John, like yes. Lil Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hop, hoppin' John sounds like a Brown County rapper. <laughs> <laughs> Hop and John. Uh, oh, make my leg win a gang symbol. The layway LW. All right. <laughs> Hop, Hop and John. Okay. I'm waiting because, like, I, 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 I don't even have a guess. I, I didn't have a guess either. There it is. Um, John. It doesn't look that repulsive. I don't. I mean, it looks like there's some couscous. Is that a in there, comedy maybe? grit? Couscous. <laughs> is there couscous in there, or is there a couscous? Uh, what's I the other stuff? I don't like think couscous. couscous is a very southern thing. That's true. Unless you're talking about the Southern Arabian Peninsula. I don't know. I couscous. Kinda... <laughs> couscous. Couscous squared. All right. Um, uh, Hop and John. What's in it? Looks like some beans. I was going to say, there might be a black-eyed pea in there. Peas. There's some rices. Ham hock. You need that old wooden spoon there next to it to scrape off the bean skin from the roof of your mouth after eating that thing. <laughs> Onion, red pepper, salt, and pepper. Some celery in there. Yeah. Well, that, I was just reading uh, off a recipe there, so I guess yeah. maybe you can add whatever you want to your Hoppin' John. It doesn't look bad. It looks like something that would be good uh, with a with a tortilla chip. Like <laughs> say, it looks more like a dip, not like a suet. Like that's projecting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I don't think it's projecting as, as a soup. There's a spoon, but that doesn't mean usually it's served stew. as a side to the main course. Huh. In simple terms, a blend of rice and black-eyed peas. Oh. I assure you it's much more than that. That yeah, actually looks good. Uh, often eaten with collard greens. Which are How about turnip supplies. greens? <laughs> uh, corn bribs. Oh, yeah. Mm. Uh, what you do with that is you just lay a piece of corn bribs right across it and mash it down. And then you pick up the corn bribs and you just eat it with all those things stuck to it. That'll spackle your ribs. <laughs> uh, Carolina gold long grain rice. I like that. Uh, yeah, I, I would try this, definitely. Yeah. Pork belly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here you um, go. Here's your hot right. John. I, I haven't had that, so I, I haven't gotten a point yet tonight. No, I haven't either. Next up, we have... This just sounds nasty. <laughs> Liver mush. <laughs> that sounds like a, a wrestling finishing move, like the liver mush. You may try to take my channel, <laughs> but when I lay down the liver mush on you, you won't be getting up. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Take liver. that, Tully Blanchard. 
liver mush in a sea of bile. No. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, I hate to ask you again, but can you maybe pull that up? Uh, <laughs> liver, sure? liver mush. Liver mush. Is that everybody after New Year's Eve? I don't know. <laughs> that is a joke, by the way. Liver mush die. Let's see. Wait till the next one. Uh, you know, I don't know. Obviously, put it up here on the screen, but not what I expected it to look like. Oh, it, it mush. My, I know my dad likes mush, and, it, and, and <laughs> what's weird is mush isn't exactly. It isn't mush like you would think. I would think mush would be just a globby <laughs> mess of, but it, it's like sliced and fried. Yeah. I'll tell yeah. you what it is. It kind of looks like something haggis like. Haggis. It's like it's entrails and corn pone. It's got and it's some in a loaf. It's got or some getta. greens in it, doesn't it? Or, or getta. Looks like gettish. Yeah, it's kind of gettish. So, yeah. Uh, well, calories. I don't like livers, so I wouldn't eat it. Oh, liver mush. Yeah, that that mashed goose liver. <sighs> that goose. paid the froist gross. Pate de Froigroy. Sounds like you're saying it underwater. Allison loves the southern foods. Sounds like home to her. And Allison, by the way, Allison is in Sweet Home, Alabama right now. All <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> Spleen slush. <laughs> That's nasty. <laughs> uh, next on the list. Rabbit stew. Electric rabbit. boogaloo. Yeah, rabbit <laughs> stew. So I'm assuming it's just stew with rabbit meat in it. Lupine casserole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. I've never had rabbit stew either. Any, any you either any one of you guys no, ever have I. it? No. Nope. Like anybody I said, any, gator is about the most exotic meat I've ever had. Next on the list. Pretty sure we've all had this. Red beans and rice. Oh, I love it. Yes. Yeah. Um, in the on the fast food lilt, Popeyes. Has wonderful red beans and rice as a side dish. It, I could go there and just get sides of that, even though Popeye's chicken is delicious. My only problem red though beans is and rice, mm. red beans and rice is not something that you would typically equate to fast foods. So it, it's well, you you kind of know how like um, Kentucky Fried Chicken does its mashed potatoes and gravies and a yeah, yeah. styrofoam cup. That that's it's kind of the same thing. I think Almost Bojangles has it too. I like really? Bojangles. Yeah, I think they have that. I'm not sure I've had red beans and rice. I've had black beans and rice. Really? Yeah. Yep. Skyline has a black beans and oh, rice. Oh, yeah. Bowl. Yeah. Um, if I'm remembering correctly, and I'm trying to, but I think it's New Orleans where, like, there's a certain day of the week. Like, I think it literally is Tuesday, where Tuesday is red beans and rice day. So, in all the mom and pop cafes and everything, it is just expected when you go in. You could get that staple, and it's always on a certain day. Maybe Allison can, like, confirm or deny this. Now, this forces you to change the name, I guess, since uh, the name of that is just literally the two ingredients in it. But I like to cut up some kielbasa 
in there, and uh, you have red beans and rice with kielbasa chunks. I think it's got ham in it. It's got ham chunks in it. Yeah, we. Um, I don't. Yeah, it might. But I'm the, but I'm saying here we put kielbasa in it. Kielbasa. Yeah. Uh, Kirsten has had rabbit pot pie. Rabbit pot. Not mad mad pot pie. Yeah. Kirsten, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that your dad made that for you. <laughs> for, for our friends that do not know Kirsten, um, her dad and family was avid outdoorsman. He was an out, he's an outdoorsman, and I still remember the time she said that they had sloppy moose and bear ham. <laughs> <laughs> so is that, so that they a had drunk moose? moose? Was the moose is, is that a drunk moose? A sloppy moose? Yes, like or it maybe was, it was it a cow-handed moose. It was drunk when it was hunted. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mooses have knuckles, so. <laughs> you mean meese? <laughs> so does Walmart. Next, we um, have Brunswick stew. Is it in Georgia? Brunswick stew. Brunswick stew. That sounds like something. That sounds like some some sort of like early, uh, like torture method, like like tar and feather. You could either be tarred and feathered. Or we dip you in the Brunswick stew. It I does. think I would choose Brunswick stew. All right. Here's here's the Brunswick stew. I think it looks pretty tasty. That doesn't look bad at all. That's vegetable soup. I was going to say it's yeah. potatoes. Yeah, vegetable beef soup. Yeah. It, this has to be, since it's southern, it has to be Brunswick, Georgia, which is on the coast. So can I go out on a limb? Is there some kind of seafood in that? No. I'm not seeing any seafood. Just taters, corn. It's vegetable soup. I see some lima beans in there. Lima beans, corns, yes. And shredded taters. meat. Yep. Eric, are you looking up the I'll look up the ingredients. I'm, there was there was no fish in, no fist in there, I can tell you that. It would have it would have uh, made it to the top. It would have you would have been able to see it. <laughs> it would have swam to the top. <laughs> that that was good with that would be good with some uh, grilled cheese. <clears throat> Okay, um, it is a tomato-based stew, generally involving local beans, vegetables, and small game meat, such as squirrel or rabbit. Yeah. Its exact origin is debated. Probably not much different than rabbit stew. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that looked tasty. Yeah, not bad at all. All right, we've talked about this next one. Uh, Corn pudding. I've had corn pudding, but I prefer scalloped corn over corn pudding. <laughs> um, I've had it. I don't hate it or dislike it. I mean, it doesn't set my world on fire either. Um, it's like, yeah, it's okay. I haven't had a terrific corn corn pudding, and I haven't had a rotten corn you pudding. You need to have the Griffin recipe scalloped corn we don't call it no <laughs> corn's pudding well corn corn pudding has it's like corn bribs in it and like they do at city barbecue anyway so this might be your I've never sweet. had corn puddings at city barbecue i've had corn bribs at city barbecue like the little loaves they have corn puddings tasty. there too matter of fact it's the only place i've ever had it yeah here's a recipe for grandma's corn pudding it's comfort food. Um, Does it got a, a crap ton of cheese in it? Then I don't want to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> Eggs, butter, milk, cornstarch, corn kernels drained, 
cream corn, green gearn, <laughs> green gearn, sugar, milk. Yeah, it just sounds like no a cheese. sweet cornbreads. No cheese. It no is cheese. a sweet cornbread casserole. See here, here's the corn. What? Oh, hold on. Hold that's on. The, that's the that Brunswick. looks like Brunswick stew. Brunswick stew. Get to the right place here. Whoa! Right, right there in the can. Pudding. Right there in the can. It says Brunswick stew. Yes. That looks pretty good. Some of them do. Now, some of them, I I don't look like I would care for. Well, what? you don't want to put What's in there. Jessica Parker got to do with I, corn pudding. I saw one there that had like uh, green <laughs> green stuff in it. You don't want any green stuff. No jalapenos or anything in your in no. your corn's pudding. No, no. Some people do. Now the one that one that's three. Yes, now that there one looks go. okay. Nothing go. wrong with that. Yeah, Eric. Now now see if you can't find a picture of scalloped corn. All right, I can do that. Now, we're educating our audience here, along with ourselves. Whoa, corn pudding. Whoa. Scallop gearn. Yeah, they kind of look almost one in the same. That's not a that's not a great picture, but I didn't we decide at one time that scalloped means it just has cheese, a crap ton of cheese in sort it? Sort of, sort yeah. of. Eric's gone. Whoa. Are we still in the airs? I believe we, I believe we are. I don't know. This has never happened before. Well, shall we, we sing? Took, took, myself right, took myself right out of the studio. We were it's, panicking. It's a, it's a wrong so, so is there going to be a gap, or could they continue to hear us, Eric? They, they could continue to hear you two. Yeah. Well, thank God we didn't go off script. <laughs> Since we, uh, we are so good at sticking to a script here. Uh, right. Next up. On our list, we have fat back. Nick, not Paddywhacker, still got the fat back. <laughs> what pray tell is fat back? I'm assuming it's something to do with bacon. It reminds me of something you would call like a bacon type product, like jowl bacon. Except this is fat back. Fat backs. What you don't even have to actually say. You just kind of got to get real. You want some? <laughs> Everybody knows what you're talking about. <laughs> Do oh, that again. You want I, I... some? <laughs> <laughs> if you run that yeah, backwards, two, two, yes, two pieces of fat back, please. All right, <laughs> two <laughs> pieces of <laughs> coming so, at you. Would that be two fat backs or two fats back? Yes. <laughs> So I, I was about to be offended when I saw Gary's comment here. He said, no loss. No loss. <laughs> <laughs> Eric's gone. Then, no loss. Then, then he qualified it. No loss of video, that is. Thank you. Yeah. Eric, I hate to ask you again, man, but we got to see some fatback. Can you pull up a picture of fatback on the screen there for us so we can be I careful? Bet it's, a, it's a, I'm guessing it's some sort of bacon. <laughs> Let me pull up my shirt here. <laughs> 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 yes, make sure you spell it very accurately. Fat back. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I mean, if baby's got fat back, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, make oh, sure. Yeah. Well, make sure you're very careful with your. Don't don't pull a, a Whoppers incident like I did with Ethan when he was a Ute. <laughs> <laughs> he he I got this, hear that You got to explain this, man. Well, he got on this kick at I'm I don't know four or five years old around there where he loved Whoppers, the candy. And he come and I was on the computer doing some homework or something one night, and he comes up and he 
He's like, Dad. He's like, can can you uh, can you Google uh, Whoppers for me on on the internet? And so I I Googled Whoppers images, and uh, let's just say they weren't all uh, mounds of candy. They're mounds of something, I bet. Yeah. So gotta be careful out there. Yeah. That just looks like. That just look, you know, like when you um, drain off the grease and you put it in a pan that catches it. That looks like the runoff from the grease pan cut into slices. And they froze it, and then, and then yeah. I, I think that looks disgusting. That 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 can, looks can like. You, can you? Is that fried right there, or is that pre-fried? Do they have any fried fat back? Like um, something with a little more pink. If you look real closely, there is a non-endorsement from the American Cardiologist Association. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> yeah, that has to be good though when you if you fry it up and put it in some potatoes, some taters and some eggs. Here we That's, go. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Well, now it looks like a fair food of some sort. Uh, it looks like a funnel cake. It looks like Brady's food after he got done eating it. That's just a sack of handles. <laughs> That's a fat sack of handles. <laughs> it, it, it looks like funnel it's, fries or that, something. That looks like somebody that, that just eats the curls out of the curly fries. <laughs> and leaves the hooks. <laughs> All right. Uh, all right. Last one on this column. Give yourself a point, and we've all had it. If you've ever had any fried bologna. Ooh, yeah. Fried bologna. Yeah. You got to – I'm surprised, though, you, you, that more people don't know. When you cut – you put a circle of bologna in the frying pan, you got to cut two little relief slits. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, it'll cup up on you. It'll cup up. Don't want that. <laughs> No, get in a meat cup. <laughs> oh. uh, all right, uh, Allison likes the fried fat back, and she says you put it in your be- peas and beans for flavor. Mm. Is so is fat back kind of like a like chitlin, or is chitlin something else? Chitlin, I thought I thought chitlins were entrails. Yeah, those are entrails. Oh, okay, uh, Kirsten. Handles, yes. <laughs> Kirsten has experienced my uh, <laughs> handle eccentricities. Say, careful there. That was... <laughs> Stop. Uh, next on the on the list, we have fried squirrel. Fried squirrel. Fried squirrel. I'm gonna do it. And <laughs> in, in glory, don't you want some cornbread and kind of greens? Squirrel gravy. <laughs> the guy goes and nuts. Some... <laughs> I've never had fried squirrels. No. No. Uh, boiled peanuts. Yes, I've had those. Disgusting. Yeah. I don't know that I've had boiled peanuts. When, when, where? Like I've had peanuts. When, when were they have been boiled, or where would have they been boiled? I guess uh, in the south. Yeah, I mean, I had them in South Carolina. They're kind of yeah. strong, and Eric, you'll know what I mean. They're not very they're, tasty. They're soggy. See, yeah, there, there's soggy. a weird. Uh, Todd, you would hate them. They're wet food. Oh, soggy. No. Oh, no wet peanuts for me. Soggy nuts. <laughs> no. Chitlins next on the list. 
chitlins. I've never had chitlin. Um, yeah, it it's like it, I've actually heard people say the chitlins when they're being prepared stink. Oh, I'm sure because they're filled with bile and. I would say though that the same anyone who enjoys chicken livers would enjoy chitlins. But you, I mean, I, I can't imagine drawing the line like you eat, you eat, you eat chicken livers, but not chitlins. You eat the liver, but not the spleen and the gut. Yeah. No. You eat well, the liver, but not the chit. <laughs> yeah. All right, pear what? salad. I like pears. I don't like pears. You don't like pears? Why don't you no. like pears? I just don't. I just, if, if all the fruits that I could, I could probably never eat again. That doesn't make sense. If there's any fruit that I could never eat again, it would be a pear, probably. Really? Yeah. Haven't you ever had those uh, when you go to like Jungle Gems or uh, Kroger when they have the Mount Fuji pears that come in their own little koozie they, to keep them from bruising and they're just delicious? It's not a pear. There's, there's something about the the texture of them. They are a little when gritty, aren't the, they? When you get into the pear meat, yeah, it's gritty. <laughs> um, Kirsten, um, you she she commented that squirrel is delicious. Um, I don't want to steal Eric's thunder, but it seems like eating squirrel would be a lot of work. Like there's not a lot of there there. Not a lot of return for your for your effort. But, Unless you get a real, real heavy like a you know, a good sized squirrel. A rotund squirrel. What, what part of the squirrel has the most meat? Squirrel like the, butt, wouldn't it? The, They've got the squirrel hawks, like the <laughs> squirrel hawks. <laughs> I mean, people eat their brains. What? Think there wouldn't be, I think people eat squirrel brains. Brains. Zombies, maybe. No, I'm pretty sure they eat squirrel brains. I think my mom is, tells about eating squirrel brains when she was. Oh mute. my gosh! There's no <laughs> sense for that. <laughs> All right, trying to get through here quickly. We got butter beans. I've definitely had butter beans. Yep. Yeah. I, I like me beans. I like my beans, but I do not like butter beans, and I do not like lima beans. They're really? one and the same to me. They they're just not a very tasty bean. Is a butter bean one of those that's like kind of shaped like a clam? A yeah, bit, kinda it's, fan, it's, it's kind of like large, like a fan, like a half, like a yeah. Like a, it's yeah. flat, and it kind of has a weird texture when you eat it. It's just and it's not very. T- I don't know. You think of beans, a beans, a bean, but the, it's kind of got a weird taste to it to me. Uh, jambalaya. Yeah. John jambalaya. Had some jambalaya. I've had jambalaya. The land food version, not the seafood version. Next, one of my faves. I think I still have the record. Deviled eggs. Deviled yes. eggs. No yeah. satanic what eggs. Not for me. to like about deviled <laughs> eggs. No. Because Eric. they smell like flatulence. Eric, I'll go to you, Brady. I'm not even going to ask Brady. Eric, you like eggs, don't you? I thought you eat eggs. I, I do eat eggs. And you like Miracle's Whip, which a lot of people put. That, Dem- and you like- de- I like my eggs warmed. I don't want to eat a cold egg. Really? Yeah. Hmm. yeah that's um, I that's ate, really the only reason I don't eat them. They're at, cold. As a teenager at my aunt's house, I ate 17 in one setting. Oh, my gosh. And, the putrid mess you must have been. I was going to say, the people who are around you for the next two days perished. <laughs> oh, that's just pure sulfur, you know? And, and that, besides the miracle whip and the yellow nastiness, but I think deviled eggs have just a 
gassy odor and I'm smell triggered and it just really see I I think you're confusing just deviled eggs with hard boiled eggs. Deviled eggs don't I mean they don't like if anything smell. deviled eggs the the sweetness that you put in them make up for they take over the 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 sulfur smell. I think you're just thinking of a hard boiled egg cut cut up. So I don't like hard boiled eggs. Well, yeah, but I, but deviled eggs don't smell they don't smell any more sulfurish than a than a, just a cut up uh, hard boiled egg. Uh toe boys. <laughs> Uh, well, before we go on, we have some. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh my, uh, Kirsten. Kirsten was talking about the uh, several squires. I'm not sure which squirrels. One. Squirrels, okay. Uh, front front legs. legs and shoulders have the most meat. Uh, hind legs as well, and back straps. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. The straps. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the squirrels have little T-Rex arms. I mean, you know, it'd be like. <laughs> and that, that uh, they're too cute for me to eat. They are nasty, nasty creatures. <laughs> yep, just like chipmunks. Damn things will run you. All right, po' boys. I've had a po' boys. I've had shrimp yes. po' boys. Yes, I've had crab po' boys, fried gizzards. <sighs> And again, if I think if you like chicken livers, <laughs> that you would eat chitlins and fried gizzards. In fact, I can see that being a nice like appetizer medley. You know, like you might get potato skins, cheese sticks, and kitchen chips. Well, somewhere in the south, you could probably get chitlins. What's a kitchen fried chip? gizzards and uh, the other one, chicken livers. You've never been to the Roses before and gotten their kitchen yeah. chips. Like, Where else are they going to be made? <laughs> well, you, you didn't ask that. You asked what they were. Have you ever ordered them at La Rosa's? Then you've had kitchen chips. Oh, well, I certainly That's haven't what, had the bathroom chips. It's literally what they're called. It's kitchen uh -huh. chips. Okay, Todd, uh, the resident of the South says you're in violation. You can oh, mix those. I, I stand corrected. I'm sorry. So is there a reason why? It, like, is that just too I, much, too much... Uh, you can't eat the whole excretory system in one sitting. <laughs> <laughs> you can have the intestine, but you can't have the liver or the spleen. All right, we got four on the list remaining. Let's finish it up. Chocolate gravy. Is it a All dessert? Right. <laughs> wasn't that what the uh, the guy that basketball player that broke the backboard was? Was it his? Well, Oh, that was chocolate, yeah, thunder. chocolate thunder. That was chocolate <laughs> thunder. Ch <laughs> Coming down the court, chocolate gravy. He's running all over the place. How, how dare you besmirch Daryl Dawkins? Daryl Dawkins, by calling that's him right. Chocolate gravy. Good wasn't he the first? Daryl Dawkins was the first one to break the backboard, wasn't he? Not sure about that. I'm pretty sure he was. Yeah. Oh. Can you look up chocolate gravy for us, Harry? I'm, I'm on it. <laughs> chocolate gravy. So, it, it, is it chocolate or is it gravy? <laughs> it's chocolate gravy. Complete in a ladle, coming out of a ladle. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. No, it just looks like chocolate over a biscuit. I don't think it's chocolate, though. I think it's actually gravy. Or is it chocolate? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be the ultimate pump fake, wouldn't it? <laughs> chocolate gravy. No, it's just beef face. We just lied to you. I gotta look it up. Like... Here, I can do it easily. I can look up the ingredients. Eric pulled up the picture. So, uh, Allison, by the way, says don't mix the chicken with the pork entrails. Ah. 
So chocolate gravy is exactly what it says. It's a variety of gravy made with fat, flour, cocoa powder, and varying amounts of sugar. So it is a it is a uh, a dessert type thing. Like a, to put on a, like a desserty breakfast gravy. Yeah, that sounds interesting. I've never had that, so never had it. Never had it, but I would. Yeah. <laughs> Next we have Gator Tail. Yeah, I've had it. Well, I think we've discussed this before. I've had Gator know. Jerky. I'm sure that's not its tail. Um, I've had Gator Tail, and it tastes like a McNugget or a, or a chicken nugget. <laughs> um, <laughs> there, I did it again. But like, um, I've had it twice. The first time, I was like, oh, this tastes like chicken. Not bad. Um, it's a St. Augustine staple. It's a local thing. And But the second time I had it, it was very, very chewy. And I couldn't get past the first bite. It was like, you know, it was yeah. too bouncy. And I couldn't even eat it. And, and the tough gator. I have had alligator before, though. Matter of fact, right here at uh, in Milford, they have a restaurant that has gator bites. But I wonder if it, I don't I don't think it's its tail, though. Again, I don't know what part I, it's made of. I, I think most of them are tail. Oh, really? So, like, yeah, it, it's the meatiest part. Two left. Poke salad. Poke, P-O-L-K. P-O-K-E. P-O-K-E salad. Poke. Uh, here, I'll look that one up. I ain't know if Eric was going for a picture. I, I'm looking for a Better picture. Better not. Uh, I don't know about that. Brady will, Brady will dry heave when he sees it. <laughs> oh, oh, that's poke weed. Yeah. It, oh, what's poke salad made of? It's it looks sprouts. like vamit. This looks like vamit. Yeah, Brady. Go. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like somebody ate too much almonds and shrimp and yacked yeah. it on a plate of lettuce. That looks like it needs about a half a bag of sawdust dropped on it. <laughs> 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 I, well, is that is there cheese there? I don't. What's their yellow string? Is it like like? I, I think those are orange peppers. Oh yeah, then that might not be too bad. Um, what's the what's the pinkish stuff? The meat is there? Meat bacon? Well, it? it says it's American pokeweed is a an herbaceous perennial plant. It grows four to ten feet high, and it has red or purplish stems and a white taproot. How did this poisonous plant become one of the South's most lovable local dishes? Is what it says. So it, it kind of just looks like a wild, like a wild plant root. You know, I, it just well, it's, like a wildly yeah, it's poisonous plant. if you don't cook it properly. It's uh, like fugu. Yeah, it's like t- let's take a chance. You gonna you gonna be poisoned when you eat the poke salad? So. Yeah, this the recipe I'm looking at says it has bacon in it. So I think that see the see the bacon like the pinkish kind of curled meat. Yeah. <laughs> That's bacon. It looks like it has some sort of sauce on top of it, like a. I is the orange things is that ribbon to carrots or is that like no, it's, a pepper? That's the peppers. Okay. There's peppers. There's uh. Well, this recipe says eggs. I don't see any eggs on that particular picture. I got to be honest. I'd try that. That doesn't look too bad. I mean, it looks bad. It looks terrible, but it looks like it might taste good. Yeah. Last but not least on the list, we have chickens' livers. So, again, if you eat liver mush, chitlins, gizzards, (laughs) then you eat chicken livers, I'm just saying. Yeah. 
with a nice bottle of candy. <laughs> All right, oh, gentlemen, what is your final score? My final score is 10. So it says here, Eric, that... Okay, so I don't get the bottom of the scoring. One through five says, might be a Yankee. Six through 10 says, how's your mominum? Mominum. Like mominum, yeah. Mominum. So you're a little Southern. Yeah, so Eric, you're, how's your mominum is your category. Brady, what were you? Uh, I'm also in that category. What number, though? Oh, I'm sorry, six. <laughs> you were barely in the how's your mom and No, 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 no I'm sorry. I'm sorry, seven. I'm sorry, seven. Still, I, yeah. seven six yeah. through ten is the how's your mom and them. Believe it or not, I have 16. And yeah. 11, 11 through 15 is born and brebbed, breaded. <laughs> and 16 plus says show enough southern. So I am show enough southern. I'm ignoramus, <laughs> <laughs> like from Cracker Barrel. So uh, that really uh, is an accurate scoring of the uh, the litmus of our uh, food proclivities. Yeah, but I, I like Southern food and comfort food. I just don't go off the reservation much, you know. <laughs> well, Southern food in general is off the reservation. <laughs> I mean, really. What was my comment the other night? Hot, brown, and plenty of it. That's what I think of when I think of Southern food, you know, like from City Slickers. Food hot, brown, plenty of it. <laughs> all right, so that is our list. Uh, if anybody wants to, if anybody was keeping score at all and uh, you want to share what you were, I'm guessing a uh, few of our listeners there are definitely in the show enough Southern category. I, I would think. And uh, again, as we talked about, before the topic last week started, um, us being where we are, we're kind of the gateway to the South, so there's a lot of Southern cuisine mixed into what we do here. Uh, yeah. Gary Troutman, also 16. Nice, nice. Show enough Southern, Gary. Yeah. Uh, hey, guys, out. I'm a liar still. Sorry, my actual score is eight. I'm still in the category. Yeah, still in the category. But, yeah. Just killing it. Discount. I'm half as southern as Todd. <laughs> All right. Good topic. Time for the gain. Time for the gain. Uh, after we talk about the uh, website again. Ooh. Play by your podcast. Com. And uh, <laughs> why am I all messed up tonight? There we go. <laughs> All right, we always uh, talk about our isms here. The ism I have pulled up here is uh, kind of in honor of the topic we just had, country, <laughs> which is our pronunci pronunciation of country as it applies to country music and its paraphernalia, <laughs> especially when it's obnoxious. <laughs> uh Quote, we are in a restaurant in the suburbs in Ohio. Why is that idiot wearing a duster, spurs, and a cowboy hat? <laughs> he is pure country. <laughs> and, and, of course, uh, the next definition there also mentioned in our last topic, handles. For those of you who are new to our show, 
handles the part of a food item that has been held betwixt your fingers that is cast aside as rubbish because it has ceased to be food and becomes a disposable utensil. (laughs) Quote, Old man Brady left behind a bunch of french fry handles on his tray because he fears them soiled and sharpened hazard. (laughs) Um... The, the the Guntry thing, you know, that is based on a true story. I still remember us. We had gone to Maysville to the movies, and this guy literally crossed the crosswalk like he was about ready to hit the Oregon Trail. He was in a full-length duster and spurs and hat, and that's when, you know, line dancing. And and as, as he crossed the road, you heard clink, clink. Oh, yeah. When kicks and none and all them guys were popular and maybe uh, maybe like, he was an extra in a movie or something brady you don't know man maybe he was a, oh a i know from a, yeah one of those super starched collarless shirts did you and yell the thunder out, was rolling did you yell out the window hey skin that smoke wagon see what <laughs> smoke <happened."> that skin <laughs> wagon <laughs> <laughs> skin skinner back uh, all right Game of the evening is the confident. Confident. Question mark. <laughs> so, uh, you gentlemen will need a uh, writing utensil and paper. Got it. You my Always stylus bad. and papyrus. So, uh, by the way, Gary, uh, talking about chocolate gravy, says it's runny pudding, which, you know, I, I could, I could, de- I could eat that chocolate runny gravy pudding. on biscuits. 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 All right. So, our game confident question mark. Um, to uh, refresh your memories, it's been a while since we played about ten episodes ago. Is there just a picture of Jack Palance on the box <laughs> doing a one-arm push-up? <laughs> there should be. With, with vel- uh, what is it? Oh, crap. Not blue velvet. What was the stuff he wore? What was the, uh... Crushed velvet. No, aqua. What was the stuff he was... Oh, like the... aqua velva. Aqua velva, yeah, was dripping off his nose. <laughs> <laughs> Old Spice. I don't think. <laughs> All right. So, again, uh, to talk about our game here, I'm going to give you a question, which uh, corresponds to a number. So, you are to come up with a range of numbers that includes the number in the, uh, in the answer. Okay. So, if, you're, if the true answer is within your range and you have the smallest range, you get the point. So let's say the answer is 100, and you give a range of 99 to 101. You get more points, or right. get the, you get the kitty. You get, you get the kitty. Um, if you don't get the number within your range, the person with the closest range to the number will get the point. Gotcha, gotcha. So both of you will answer on each question. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Using two numbers, correct? Two numbers. A low and a high. A low and a high. And again, you want the shortest range possible, like if you really know the answer. 
Mm. You know, you want a really small range of numbers. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. Uh, let's see. I think we could maybe play to 10. Sounds good. I think good. we have time. All right, here we go. Uh, this question is on Asia. Okay. I love that band. Me too. What percentage of the world's population lives there? Now, Turkey is included in Asia, but Russia isn't. Okay, that is helpful. Okay. So, again, what percentage of the world's population lives in Asia? Turkey is included there, but Russia is not. As always, we invite our audience to guess as well. All right. I got my answer. Go ahead. Well, Eric, be the host. All right. Now, Brady can go first. Brady? 55 to 65%. 55 to 65%. Todd? I had 65 to 78%. 65 to 78%. The answer is 60%. So Brady. Brady gets it, yeah. Gets it. Uh, his numbers were within the range. As a matter of fact, right dead center. Dead of center. The range. Dead nuts. Dead nuts. All right. One nil, Brady. Am I on an O2 losing streak here, Brady? I believe you are. I, I do have a little bit of a streak going on. No, no, no. You, no, you, 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 yeah, you destroyed me in the feud, and then I destroyed you last week with the game we were playing. Yeah. yeah. So it's All a right. tiebreaker. Rubber match. Rubber. Boing. Okay. Next question is on the kangaroo. What is its top speed in miles per hour? It's not just casual hopping. Wouldn't it be HPM, hops? <laughs> hops per hour? Or HPH, yeah. Let's see. So again, the question on the kangaroo, what is the top speed of the kangaroo in miles per hour? All right. All right. Todd? I said six to 13. Six to 13. Brady? 30 to 40. That fast? 30 to 40. Man. And uh, quite honestly, neither of you were fast enough. Wow. 44 miles per hour. You know, I was just telling somebody last night that (laughs) a kangaroo is, you don't want to mess with those. They're nasty. I mean, uh, they, well, I, and they have long nails. I was going to say, and, and the way they use them, they will get you in a headlock with their with their upper body, and then kick you in the in like the 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 back straps with uh, with their nails and try to get you where your your they, organs they are. They got a nasty dew claw too. And they they take their uh, uh, what do you want to call it? Their enemy. They and they try to drown them. They try to take them near water and hold their head underwater. Now we know they can run 40 for mile an hour. That's a that's a scary critter. You can't compete with that. So nobody gets a point there, right? Brady gets a point. He was closest. Oh. I thought it's not family feud rule or uh, price is right rules? Nope. If you if if you don't get the number in your range and you're closest. Excuse me. All right. So Brady up 
U.S. vodka sales. Vodka sales. Vodka. Vodka. How many bottles of vodka were sold in the United States in the year 2019? So this is in millions based upon the volume equivalent of a 750 milliliter bottle. So how many boxes? How many bottles? Oh, how many bottles? In the, in the, okay. Yeah. So again, this is U.S. vodka sales. How many bottles of vodka were sold in the year 2019? And this is in millions. Millions. Okay. Based upon the volume equivalent of 750 milliliter bottles. I think uh, I have an answer. Well, hold on. Is Todd done? Not yet. We got a little bit of methodology here. I can't wait to hear your formulaic equation on Radka. Woodka. Um, all right, I'm ready. All right. all right. So I said my range is 50 to 60 million. There's approximately 350 million residents of the United States. Correct. Not everybody consumes a bottle of vodka, but when one goes to the local local watering hole to consume some vodka, it's usually done in shots or you know if you it mixed into drinks. But the people that drink it drink a lot of it, so that's why I'm going in the range 50 to 60 million. Okay, Todd. I said 100 to 140 million. 100 to 140 million. Well, gentlemen, we are bigger lushes than what you give us credit for. Wow. 890 million bottles. God. That's like three bottles per human. Uh, nearly nine or four bottles per adult of drinking age. America's favorite spirit. Slightly ahead of whiskey. Would never have thought that. Wow. That's rot gut inducing. Yeah. So Gary guessed 21.3 to 23.7. <laughs> I, I can see it, though. I mean, I can see it being higher whiskey because more, I mean, typically it's it's more mixable. You know, like people. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, Todd. I get the, the point. That's right. point. Circle gets the square. Indeed. All right, gentlemen. Schmelman. Gentlemen, Schmelman. This one is about members of United States Congress. What percentage are female? This is across both houses as of the spring of 2020. What percentage? What percentage are female? This is members of the U.S. Congress across both houses together. <clears throat> Answers, gentlemen? Schmidman? I had 18 to 25%. 18 to 25%. Brady? 
I said 9 to 14%. 9 to 14%. He answered 24%. So Todd has that number in the back end of his range. 126 women hold seats, 25 in the Senate and 101 in the House of Representatives. Of the developed country, Sweden has the most gender-balanced parliament with a 46% female representation. We're knotted up at two, gentlemen. Dog knotted. (laughs) All right. Question is on monster trucks. I know all about this. (laughs) Question is... We're both experts. Question is, how far can they travel on a gallon of gasoline in feet? (laughs) In feet? In feet. So again, monster trucks. How far can a monster truck travel on a gallon of gasoline in feet? Okay, I'll fire away. Well, let's make sure Todd's ready here. Truly going with my gut. You ready, Todd? No, I keep changing. Because are we talking just by itself or going over the cars? Like smashing the cars? <laughs> I think you're overthinking that one, that man. That would change it, though. That would change the... First of all, it's sloshing around. Yeah. Uh, the, there is no... Uh, discrepancy here or the no uh, distinction yeah distinction okay brady i said eight thousand to thirteen thousand feet slightly more than a mile eight thousand to thirteen thousand feet todd i said 200 to 600 feet 200 to 600 feet one gallon one gallon one gallon gallon, not a tank dang it it's one gallon it's probably lower than that. Yeah. Yep. 750 oh, nice. feet. Dang. That's right. See? The monster truck gets it, out a ahead. tenth of a mile per gallon, or 0. 0.14 <laughs> miles per gallon. So you need seven gallons to travel a mile. I get 700 per, per gallon. Miles? No, feet. <laughs> Todd roars into the lead. Three to two. All right. Next question. (laughs) Is on Merrill Streep. Oh, good Lord. Merrill Streep. How many times has Merrill Streep been nominated for an Oscar? Too many. For a leading leading or supporting role as of 2020, she holds the record. So that gives you a little uh, indication there. I don't know, Miss Streep, but I'm just not a... I'll go on my screed later. (laughs) Todd? I say 8 to 12. 8 to 12. Brady? I said 10 to 20. 10 to 20. Answer is 
21. Ooh, I was almost there. You were almost there. You uh, you sold Meryl Streep short. Uh, of those 21 nominations, she has won three. So uh, her winning percentage is not real good. But uh, uh, Kramer versus Kramer, Sophie's Choice, and The Iron Lady. Catherine Hepburn is the only other actor or actress to have one more with four wins. Now, I didn't know that. I mean, you think three Oscars, that's not very many, but uh, it's the most. Uh, Catherine Hepburn. I could say I enjoyed one Meryl Streep movie, River Wild. Yeah. That's because Maggie the Golden Retriever and Kevin's Bacon. (laughs) I didn't mind Silkwoods. Let me look at her. Let me look at her uh, IMDb. Yeah, because I think she's been in some movies that I've liked that would have been good with or without her. Yeah. Um, her contribution didn't make the movie good. Is that what you're saying? See here. She, yeah. Um, I don't want it to sound right. personal. Just Sophie's Choice is not the kind of movie that would be my choice. Sophie's choice is not Brady's choice. Correct. She was in uh she was in this, this Netflix movie that's popular right now that don't look up, which I have to say I enjoyed. Uh let's see. She's oh, let me see here. Yeah, not much else that I um Like I said, I like Silkwood. Doubt was a good movie. Let's Never see. seen it. Yeah. Lions for Lambs was a pretty good movie. Water um, for Chocolate. Pretty Home Companion. Never seen that. A series of unfortunate events. Oh, uh, oh the Manchurian Candidate was good. The 2004 version. was. Um, the Hours was good. As I said, I mean, some of these I just forgot. I didn't really think yeah. about being in. River Wild, I like that, like Brady says. House of Spirits, I refuse to watch. I refuse to watch any movie that has a title like that, like Snow Falling on Cedar, um, <laughs> Cider House Rules, any movie that has that type of title. Yeah. Postcards from the Edge, She-Devil with Roseanne. Didn't know that. Yeah. Out of Africa, I've never seen it. it. Oh, that, 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 that's, that, that is my prototypical Meryl Streep movie, movie, why I don't watch him. Um, that, I, I just remember that getting, I watched 15 minutes of it on VHS, and it could not have been ejected fast enough because I fell asleep. Meryl like, Streep and Out of Africa is the human quaalude. I think, Eric, I'm like you. I think I like Silkwood. I liked Kramer versus Kramer. Uh, never Dustin seen Hoffman. Uh, the Deer Hunter. And that's, yeah, that's as far as I'm going back. But anywho. All right. Forgot my good luck gain sucker for a minute there. There you go. Amazing you're tied. That's right. Food is our next question. How long does it take to digest? On average, in hours, all the way from eating to booping. (laughs) Is that what it says? <laughs> it says pooping. Oh. <laughs> Gosh, we're 10. <laughs> I think you're Are you talking like one bite? Like, it, wouldn't it matter how much, wouldn't it depend on how much you eat? Wouldn't it matter the kind of food? Like a stick, like a, like a wad of hubba bubba as opposed to like some pudding? 
A hubba bubba won't go through you. It'll just stay in your stomach forever, remember? Yeah, it, go, it goes ah, through When you get to be our man. age, even hubba bubba goes right through yeah. you. Like grease through a goose. <laughs> Straight water. <laughs> <laughs> grease through a goose. <laughs> I, I am, I'm perplexed by this question because, again, I don't know what it, like, does it mean a calorie? How long does one calorie take to to burn or something like is it, what is it asking no it's asking like from eating to pooping Dig okay it's 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 asking what i said I on average from eating to booping how many hours does it take for food to digest is it my turn to answer first or is it todd's cheers six to eight hours six to eight I'm going, I'm going back to my sardinia elementary health book answer <laughs> Todd, what Slim Goodbody said, eight to fourteen hours. Eight to fourteen hours. Answer. No wonder your excrement looks like it does. <laughs> Fifty-one <Jeez>. hours. <laughs> Gosh, I'm almost embarrassed to take that point, but I will. Although it varies by food, it's typically in the stomach for up to five hours, the small intestine for up to six hours, where most of nutrients are absorbed, then up to 45 hours. This was written by somebody that's never been to White Castle. Yeah, but see, but it goes back to my original point. It, starting from where? Starting from the first bite you ever eat? Oh. I mean, you, you, you know what I mean? Like, I don't so, know what you eat, but... So you would have to, to, to really figure that out, you would have to starve yourself for two days. And then eat and then time it. That's the only way you would ever figure this out. Starve yourself for over two days, 51 hours. Yeah, close. Yeah, well, I, I was just 51 being. Hours. Do a colon yeah. cleanse, like, and then. Colon cleanse, two, uh, 48 hours, you'd probably be okay. You'd probably at least be able to tell. Okay, there you go. After your next colonoscopy, start the clock. Eat after your colonoscopy and see how long it takes to go through. Because right. you've already cleansed your colon. Well, you said my next one. I haven't had my first one yet. I was so. gonna say, me either. Yeah, going to color guard all the way. Uh, <laughs> that that that's... It doesn't spill. All right. I get that point. Sadly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Next question is on two to fist. Oh, What's the score? I haven't seen the score in a while. Four to three. Oh, okay. I thought you. we were tied. There you go. Four to three. Tuna fist or tuna harish <laughs> or tuna feast. Tish. Tuna redundant. <laughs> what is the weight of the heaviest tuna fish ever caught in pounds, according to the International Game Feast Association? That was a confident nod, Brady. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Brady? Todd's turn. Oh, that's right. Brady did go first last time. Todd? Yeah. I say 700 to 1,000. 700 to 1,000. Pounds. 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 Brady? I said 375 to 550. 375 to 550. Answer is... 
1,496 pounds. Sorry, Charlie. (laughs) (laughs) Roughly the same weight as a dairy cow. It took just 45 minutes to pull it close enough to the boat to hook it with a pole in Nova Scotia in 1979. Hey. Hey. Todd with the point. Man. I hope it wasn't a cow-handed fisherman. (laughs) (sighs) All right. Next question is on feces. Poo. Excrement. Brady's going to be hard to beat. (laughs) He knows his shit. (laughs) I see what you did there. All right. I can't be number one. I'll be number two. How much does a cow produce each day in pounds for the average 1,250 pound beef cow? What was that? The average, what was the weight of the cow? 1,250 pounds. <laughs> like that, that really, uh, <laughs> yeah. That, that went into your formula, didn't it? It did. I mean, if it's small calf, you know, it's not going to, you know, but if it's a big bull. I'm going to say, so you have to know uh, PPP here, pound per patty. You have to know that before you can figure this out. Correct. And then you got to know how many patty per day. P- you got to know your PPP and your PP day. Pounds per patty and patties per day. PPD. Yeah. Yes. So I'm going to say... None to be confused with your PPD squared, your piles per day. <laughs> um, I think I've got an answer here. Oh, hold on, Braid. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Each patty, I'm guessing. <laughs> Try, it's been a while since I've held a cow patty in my hand. <laughs> It's been about 50 years for me, a little over. <laughs> Where's Joe? Is Joe what? Listen, Why were you I... playing in cow patties when you were born? <laughs> well, he said it's been a long time since he held a cow patty. I said it's been over 50 years for me. <laughs> Never held one. Nah, I gotcha. I'm going to say the average cow shits. <laughs> hey. uh, All right, I got it. You're up. 15 to 21 pounds. 15 to 21 pounds, Brady. Per day. Per day. I said 30 to 41 pounds per day. 30 to 41 pounds per day. The answer is 75 Pounds. Their bowels truly do move. <laughs> <laughs> Poop quantities differ by type of cow, with dairy cows being most prolific poopers. Producing the Holstein as opposed to the Halfstein. Uh, produce up to 130 pounds a day. Gosh. So just for uh, shits and giggles. <laughs> How how many pounds do you think humans poop a day? <laughs> do you know the answer to this? I do know the answer. Oh, to this. Okay. I'm gonna say 
Seven. <laughs> Good <Lord>. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go three. And I thought that was pushing it. Oh, well. No pun intended. <laughs> Clearly, you're not pushing it enough if it's only three pounds. Uh, the answer is one pound per day. Lightweights. <laughs> Little well, light I mean, in the loafers, if you ask me. Uh, it's better so five to four, Todd. I got that point, didn't I? Yeah, but yeah. I was still up five to three. Oh, okay. Gotcha. All right. Giving birth to twins. <laughs> what is the longest longest interval between births of twins? For natural births, you can agree on your own time limits for this one. Hmm? So you can say it in minutes, you can say it in hours, you can say it however you want to say it. Okay. Am I first on this one? Yeah. I'm going to say five to ten days. Five to ten days. Todd? I'm way lower. I said 24 to 48 hours. 24 to 48 hours. So one to two days. Gotcha. The answer is... (laughs) 87 Good days. Lord. Good Lord, that can't be possible. No, de- all points negated. <laughs> One twin was born prematurely, but the Miracle wow. Twins are both healthy today. The average twin birth interval is 17 minutes, and the hmm. fastest ever was 23 seconds. <laughs> it's like coming down a water slide, man. <laughs> That's crazy. So we're knotted up at five. Five. Dog knotted. (laughs) All right. Steam trains. What is the fastest speed ever reached by one in miles per hour? There's a lot to consider with this. Does it say, is it just the engine only or... How many cars are attached? Does it, does it does no qualifiers? Fit. No qualifiers. It was the same way with the monster truck yeah. question. I mean, see, we're thinking men, so we need we need a little more input in order to give a more uh, honed in yes. answer to your query. I've got a reasonable guess, going from what I've got. Just to say, it's not the average. It's the fastest, right? Ever recorded? Fastest ever recorded. Whose turn to go first? Uh, I think it's yours, Todd. 55 to 75. 55 to 75 miles per hour. Brady? (laughs) I literally wrote down 60 to 80. (laughs) Okay. Answer, 126 miles per hour, 
So Brady's range was higher. I thought that was a bullet train. I thought those were... Uh, yeah, I didn't think a steam engine would go that fast. Um, was superconductors. Hmm. Uh, this compares to the top speed of 375 miles per hour for Japan's high-speed rail. Okay. Although safety regulations limit operating speed to around 200 miles per hour in the case hmm. of that. So, Brady, back into the lead, six to five. <laughs> Next question on Prance. Prance? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Uh, France. <laughs> <laughs> How many countries does it share a land border with? Just mainland France, no overseas regions. Okay. Oh, Brady's got me on this one. It was much beyond fourth grade geography. I'm screwed. <laughs> Let's see. How many countries does it border? How many countries border mainland France? <laughs> watching, watching Brady go around in circles, trying to visualize the countries. I think I've got it. Well, Todd goes first. No. Brady goes first. On the first. Steam engine, yep. Okay, Brady. Eight to ten. Eight to ten. Todd? I said six to eight. Six to eight. Hmm. <laughs> wow. The answer is eight. Null set. Null set. Or you wow. both get a point. Nice. Both get a point. See, I didn't know if uh, San Marino and Monaco were going to be included in that. And if the Bosque region is recognized as a separate country. See, you put way more thought. I was just trying to remember what the map looked like and think of the different colors and the different uh, sections. I, I, I couldn't think of very many came, names of actual countries. I came with Spain, Germany, I had Spain, Belgium, Germany, Italy, Italy. Netherlands. Um, and San Marino, Monaco, and Luxembourg, See, and Switzerland. Spain, Spain, Germany, and Italy are the only three I could think of by name, but I knew there were more. Yeah. Uh, G-B-I-S-M-L-S-A. That's the eight letters that those countries start with. So Germany, Belgium, Italy, Spain... Monaco, Luxembourg, uh, what's the other S? Switzerland, and Austria, right? So I was incorrect on the Netherlands. Right. Okay. All right. Domino's. Pizza or the toy? The pizza. Okay. How many pizzas do they sell a week across the United States oh, on average? Lord. On average to the nearest 100,000. How many do they sell a week in the United States? How many do they sell a week? On average to the nearest 100,000. 
I believe Todd would be the first answer here. Fail. <laughs> One hundred and fifty million to two hundred million. Ooh. 150 to 200 million pizzas. Brady? Oh, man. I uh, The way the answer was phrased might have colored my reasoning. I said 600,000 to 850,000. 600,000 to 850,000. Answer is 10.2 million. Wow. Per week. I got to be honest with you. I wasn't even think. I wasn't thinking a week. I don't know what I was thinking, but I wasn't thinking a week. But it was. I just. I just didn't think about it because that would be low for a year. Now that'd be about what about five hundred million pizzas a year. Something like that. So that's over an entire pizza per citizen in the United States. That's yeah. like one see, point something. I, must, I think I was thinking a year. I was getting. I was thinking of the uh, the last question we had, like that, the vodka question. Right. Uh, Circle so, next question is on the NFL. Ooh. How many points were scored in the highest scoring Super Bowl ever by both teams combined? So, once again, NFL. How many points were scored in the highest scoring Super Bowl ever by both teams combined? I got an answer. So do I. Okay. It's not a right answer, but your turn, Brady. Is it me? Yep, go ahead. It is 53 to 62. 53 to 62. Todd? He's not giving a score. He gave his total point range, right? Total point range, yeah. I had 78 to 96. Okay. See, I'm thinking it was the Patriots versus the Falcons when it was 27 to 3, and Tom Brady came back. Uh, tw- 27 times 2 is 54 plus a field goal. So I was thinking in that range. That's just one. Is it one team? Both combined. teams combined. Okay. All right. Answer is. 75 points Ooh. in Super Bowl 29 in 1995. The 49ers beat the Chargers 49 to 26. Okay. The scoring game in the regular season was 113 points back in the year 1966. I was thinking there was either a 40, 40 mid 40s or high 40s to high 30s game. And as soon as you said the 49ers, 
I couldn't remember who they blew out in the nineties, but I, I, as soon as you said, I, I, it, I was just hung up on the, I was hung up on the uh, Falcons versus Patriots comeback. Right. Okay. Life expectancy in the year 1850. What was the life expectancy for a newborn in 1850 in years? For those born in the United States. So from newborn to adulthood? Birth to death. Life expectancy. Average. Okay. In 1850? 1850. So for those birthed in 1850. Got it. Okay. Todd? 45 to 60. 45 to 60. Brady? I said 54 to 64. 54 to 64. <clears throat> Answer is 39. Yes. Life expectancy has since increased to 79 years. It's 76 for males, 81 for females. <sighs> So, uh, Todd, get the point. I once read in the Aztec Empire that the, the life expectancy of the average male was 23. Wow. All that sacrificing. Yep. All right. I'm going to make an executive decision here. We're uh, All right. 202. Oh. We're tied at eight. This Next is where all the marbles. All the marbles. Sudden. Death. Earth. All right. Man. Hey, uh, <laughs> winner. <laughs> winner, take all the fat back. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> New York City is the topic. Topic that you both know all about. How many Broadway theaters are there? Oh. In New York City. So this gets into the designation. What constitutes a Broadway and off-Broadway production? <sighs> yeah. Oh, goat fudge. Um, man. Crap. I got an answer. Brady? Not happy about it. Okay. 20 to 40. 20 to 40. Todd? I said 11 to 25. 11 to 25. Answer is... Oh. 41. 41. Nah. To be a Broadway theater, it must have. So, uh, just for your own, it must have a Broadway. Uh-huh. Uh, must have at least 500 seats, and be within the theater district. Only five are actually on Broadway Street. That's what I thought it meant to be on Broadway. Not that I was still I was wrong by all means, but I thought it had to be on Broadway Street. 
I, I figured it was a trick question like that. Like that's why mm-hmm. I said about the on Broadway versus off Broadway designation. So like, yep. and only shows in Broadway theaters can win Tony awards. Really? There you go. Yeah. Well, that's snobbery. <laughs> Think of how many good plays and musicals just because it's not a work, it doesn't count. There you go. Nine to eight, Brady with the victory. Yeah. Hard fought match. Yes. All right, gentlemen. Good show. I want to remind you our audio version of this podcast comes out Friday morning, 3 a.m. Uh, you can find us on uh, most anywhere. You can find an audio podcast, our big uh, platforms, Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and the iHeartRadio app. But again, most anywhere you can find an audio podcast, video cast. It will be uh, here on Facebook forever and uh, also on YouTube archive there as well. Uh, and on Twitch. Twitch. Twitch, Twitch. Although those don't get archived, but... Uh, Anyway, go to our website. You can find our social media links, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, interact with us, admin at playbyyearpodcast.com. If you want to leave Ghana. a voice message. Uh, yes, Ghana. That's one of our platforms, one of our big platforms in India for Indian fans. Uh, leave a voice message. You can click the link at your podcast provider. Still going to push those voice messages. Haven't had one in a while. Please, someone call us and just say hi. All right. Anything else for the Anything else for the good of the order? Just be safe all and a big old who day. Who day? day indeed. We're coming for you, chefs. Takes out, Todd. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Play It By Ear podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter at Play It By Ear Pod 2, and our website at anchor.fm backslash Play It By Ear podcast. Thanks again, and join us next time as we play it by ear.